Hey friend, welcome to Houston Made, a show where I, Rusty Gates, get to talk with local Houston-based entrepreneurs and business owners about what it's like to be in the middle of that journey and selfishly gain insights as I build my own businesses. Last week, I got to speak at an event hosted by this week's podcast guest. And it was a really fun opportunity to talk about uh, the journey of showing up on social media. But I did the whole talk through the lens of Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights, a book that is decidedly not about social media, but chock full of wisdom and lessons that can be applied to pretty much everything. And it's a book that I have been devouring uh, on audiobook, listening to Matthew McConaughey share about his wildly interesting life and uh, just the gems and pearls of wisdom that he has picked up along the way. And it's one of those books that has just inspired me in all of the right ways. It has inspired me to think about my life and my goals and my business and what I believe in and what I stand for, uh, but also to double down on having fun and pursuing passion. And I received a lot of feedback from the talk that I gave, which certainly was encouraging, and uh, I'll likely get a handful of new clients from it, which is also great. However, for me, the success of the day was sharing something that moved me with a room full of people. And I'm not sure if I hit all of the boxes that I was supposed to talk about during this event, uh, but it's what I had to say and wanted to say with conviction. And I heard something recently that said that that kind of conviction and passion is polarizing, like a magnet, right? The more you lean into it, the more you share stuff like that, the more you're going to pull some people towards you and the more you're going to push others away. And of course, for most of us, pushing people away is hard. It feels like loss. We become aware that not everyone agrees with us or even worse, that not everyone loves us. However, I found that if we can push past that discomfort, we'll find ourselves surrounded by a tribe of great people who are eager to hear what we have to say. And that's what I hope uh, that this show does to some degree is I get that this is not for everyone and that's okay. <laughs> you might not like the way that I host these interviews and my long rambly questions uh, and sharing my own perspective, but that is what it is. And I hope that you find what you're looking for if it's not. But if it is something you're looking for, I hope that you find that you're in good company, that through this podcast, you somehow find community, you find encouragement, you find people who are going through the same things that you're going through, who have faced the struggles that you're facing now, people who have gotten out of the sticky situations that you have found yourself in uh, on your journey to build your own thing. And as I think about my journey and getting to where I am, uh, I am so excited to share this interview in particular with you because Katie Day, who is this week's guest, really was uh, a big part of me getting to do what I want to do, which is now build a media company that has clients across the country. Not only did she kind of pave the way uh, that my other clients wanted to follow, but on top of that, she has gone out of her way to give me opportunities like the one last week where I got to share uh, my perspective and experience and hopefully a little bit of advice uh, to people who are looking to show up on social media, to show up on video. So for all of those reasons, I am thrilled to share this interview with you. I uh, think it's a great conversation. There is honestly a lot that I learned and um, I, I just, man, I hope that you take away as much as I did from it. So I think that's it. Uh, I will say, I know we are cruising through season four. This is, uh, we're a little over halfway of the season, but we still have four weeks after this of episodes to release a full month. So if you are excited to hear the whole season and you don't want to wait, remember that you can get uh, the magazine, the Houston Made Season 4 magazine online. Go to magcloud.com, search for Houston Made Podcast. You will find the magazine, uh, and then you can buy it. And you can buy a print version, though after shipping times, you might miss a couple weeks. But you can also buy a digital version where you can get all the QR codes to listen to all of the interviews early and upfront and right now. So 
Uh, that's enough from me. I am thrilled to share this interview with you. I hope you enjoy it. This is season four, episode six of Houston Made Podcast. Katie Day, move me to Texas. You are a realtor, a conference planner, host, owner. I don't know. We're going to talk about that as a part of your business, a real estate investor, uh, a social media guru, speaker, and icon, if I may, and uh, a cool person. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. How are you? I've been asking you for so long to be on this podcast, so I'm really glad that we could make this opportunity happen. Blatant lies. Blatant lies. But you know what? I'm glad glad that we... I'm too glad that we made it happen. Uh, for people who don't know, how do you how do you tell people if if you met someone on a stranger, they say, "Hey, what do you do?" You're at a networking event, which you would never be at. But if you were at a networking event, how would you tell people what you do? I normally tell people that I I run a real estate team in Houston. We you know assist people in buying and selling real estate in the greater Houston area. Okay, yeah, and that and that like is it. But you do so much more than that. But I guess that's not like the public branded persona because, right, this show, when I, I say this at the top, it is I talk with local Houston-based entrepreneurs and business owners about what it's like to be in the middle of this journey and selfishly gain insights as I build my own business. I think that you really are an entrepreneur. I think a lot of us call ourselves entrepreneurs because we started ah business. Ah business. Ah business. Yeah. And sure, that gets you like a seat at the table. But from my perspective, uh, you've got a lot of things going on. What else? What else do you, as you see, like your your businesses that you kind of got? Yeah, I mean, you named a lot of them, right? So obviously, we have a real estate team mm-hmm. that you know we assist people in buying and selling real estate, sure. right? And it's Check. you know um, outside of that, you know, we do have investment properties. So we um, have rental properties, short term rentals, things like that. Mm-hmm. We develop land, okay, and build. We don't actually. I don't. I sure. don't physically build them. Sure. But, you know, we pay people to build houses That's right. and then we sell those houses. Mm-hmm. Um, so we develop land. Um, you know, then there's kind of like the speaking social media, like branding. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to say I'm a coach. I don't think I know enough to be a coach, right? But like the the that kind of side of yep. of real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the brokerage I'm at, we have, you know, business partners are like across the country and things like that. And so that's another kind of bucket that's of right income as well as like time yeah. spent with you know our people that we you know yeah. are aligned with building the up the brokerage kind of across the country and that's yeah. a, there's revenue and all of that uh i think that that's really cool i am i am very excited to sit here and chat with you for a little bit uh one because i and i give a lot of credit to andy and he immediately put the credit back on you <laughs> but i would say because of you and andy you the two of you uh, in a very real way, paved the way for Rusty Gates Media to exist in, in in its entirety of what it is today, the niche of what my services I offer based off of what you and Andy started doing two, three years ago. Um, so one, thank you. I, I try to give you guys that credit as much as I possibly can. Um, and then I think the other reason why I'm excited to talk to you uh, and try to go a little deeper is because I feel like you do so much and at a level that people don't really get into. So here's where I want to start. Let's start at Carabas. Okay. Right? So okay, you did some research. I like yeah, this. Okay. So you, right. You were at Carabas a long time ago. And I this is I want to say as I did my research, this is what was surprising to me. And yeah. I think I had gotten the narrative wrong in my head. Okay. Is that you have been doing real estate and real estate adjacent things for a really long time. I And I think that like when I started looking at it, it's like you were doing right for Carabas, you're waiting tables, all of that. But then you started getting to like property management and then like these bigger property investment firms and managing both rental properties, but then also asset uh, acquisition and all. You were just like doing this stuff long before you kind of got like actually into real estate proper into this yeah Yeah, into like being a realtor but so like talk to me about that part of the journey because i feel like that's stuff that i've never heard of from you and maybe that's like intentionally you're like i'm not talking about that but i no thank you no yeah it's that was what's shocking to me is i feel like even if you go back on your instagram you kind of see it really begins at the realtor 
journey if you scroll all the way back like I did. Uh, so from Carabas, from waiting tables, you had, I mean, you had studied in school, you did all this stuff. How did, how did you go? Or take us on the journey. Yeah, for sure. And so just to rewind a little bit to in this podcast, I said that I had been trying to get on this podcast forever because Rusty had been asking <laughs> me to be on the podcast. And like at the time we were leaving our brokerage when he first mm. asked me, so I was like, oh, I can't do it right now. And then we were like moving offices. And sure. so like, then I was like, all right, we've got an office. Like, let's do this. Let's get a date on the calendar. And he's like, well, I'm going to run a studio and we'll do it in studio. I was like, oh, well, shit, we could have done that, you know, years ago. But years ago. We also know each other a lot better yes, now, which I, I think um, will lend to a better episode than yeah. if we would have shot this, you yeah. know, 18 months ago. Because we knew each other, but not as well as we know each other now. For sure. No, I, I distinctly remember the first real time that we met. And you came into uh, Paige's office and were like just laying on the floor because you had like two <laughs> yeah. hours to kill before yeah. an event. And you're like, I don't I don't have anything to do in this weird time, which I will say from my time in real estate is like a very real thing where it's like, no, I'm just on this side of town and I got to be back here in two hours. I'm not going to like drive an hour home and come back. Yeah. Uh, and I remember you just like laid on the floor and I was like, OK, well, there's Katie. Yeah. So we just hung out for a little bit. Anyway, so uh, life story. Right. Um, so in talking about like the jobs and all the things that I do now, it kind of makes sense. But like, yeah. I was always the kid in school that like played multiple sports and was mm. in all the clubs. And like, um, as soon as I could get a job, I, I had a job and, you know, my parents like were always really good about like us not needing things or things sure. like that. But like, I wanted, you know, a job to be able to like, go like get food or buy sneakers or like do things, you yeah. know? Um, and so, you know, I always had a job. So that was either them driving me there or, you know, me once I had my car driving. And so the second job I had in high school was being a hostess at Carabas. Mm -hmm. um, and so I did that throughout yeah. you know, high school. Um, and then, you know, since it's a chain restaurant, I did that in college and like waited tables. Um, and so that was really cool because not only did I make, you know, what I thought at the time was a lot of money, I um, also got a bunch of food. For sure. So that was like a perfect thing for college, like to be yeah. able to like take, you know, cake and chicken and stuff home. It was great. Yeah. Well, when you're waiting tables and you've got a little bit of extra pocket money uh, of like even a hundred dollars, like it's like, well, that's like good money. Well, I mean, yeah, that got so much beer. Like when, <laughs> when, a, when a case of Natty Light was like, you know, $8, I was I was rich, you know, it was yeah. great. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it was always like for me wanting to be able to like buy the things that I wanted and also like to stay busy. Mm. Um, I don't do well with downtime, you know, sure. I just like I'm the type of person like today, like I don't watch TV, but like when I do, I watch an entire season in one day of an of a series kind of thing. Yeah. You don't do well with being downtime. Yeah. yeah. So so did all that. Um, and then throughout college, waited tables. And then post college, I got into property management. And so I got a degree in management. So it was very like yeah. just business, right? And so I like interviewed for jobs at, like insurance firms and like law firms. And I thought I wanted to go to law school for a okay. while. Um, so it was just like a lot of different like office -y type things. And then I interviewed for a thing that was called like a manager and training program. Sure. Um, basically, it was like a glorified leasing agent where you would then do the uh, work of the property manager and, and like learn how to do everything. But once you kind of knew everything well enough, mm -hmm. they would promote you to manage your own property. Nice. So the, the, and that's really cool. I, I like this feels like a good connecting point because so that's what my mom did my entire childhood. Okay. She did property management as like a leasing agent and yeah. a property manager at like apartment complexes nearby. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like that world I feel deeply connected to. Yeah. And that's what you were doing. Yeah. Well, and then so at 20 years old, I got my first property, which is like looking back on that now as like oh an gosh. I don't also identify as an adult now. But like looking back on that as an adult now, I'm like, holy shit, like they gave me like the keys to a multi-million dollar asset. Yeah. For me to manage and like I could barely like ba balance a checkbook, right? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. we also don't do that anymore, you know? Yeah. So it's like um, kind of crazy when I think about it now. Um, but I did that and then worked my way up there to like be a multi-site manager and mm -hmm. things like that. Moved companies a couple times. Um, and then in 2016, I guess, is when I got my real estate license mm -hmm. and then went full time in 2017. And that's kind of when like, you know. And started selling houses this and is, stuff. And then the, it just took off from there. <laughs> Something like everything, that. <laughs> everything else followed. 
when I was in grad school, we took this personality test. It's like a $400 personality test. I didn't pay for it. It was part of my scholarship. And I think it's called the Berkman. And one of the things that it measured was motivation, right? And there was a sliding scale. And on one side of the scale was, they, they, they gave two examples. One example was uh, a guy who works in the same factory for 40 years, puts the same nut on the same bolt for yeah. 40 years because it provides the things that he wants to have because it gives him a salary, a pension, health insurance, whatever. And he goes home and he enjoys his life at home and work is work. And the example on the other side was somebody who lives in their van in, in the mountains so that they can paint pictures of sunsets. And they only go into town to sell the pictures so they can get more paint to go back and paint more sunsets. So like the idea is that you work because the work gives you uh, what you want or you do the work because you love the work and that's like that's the motivator and in that group there was like eight of us in the cohort like all seven of them were all the other seven were towards the guy who were the the nuts and the bolts and just doing the work because that's what you're supposed to do yeah and i was like off the scale on painting sunsets so they were like they're like you actually don't even take the sunsets into town you just stay up in the mountains yeah you just you're (laughs) using flowers and painting on rocks yeah yeah yeah. uh yeah for me it was like really evident early on it's like oh if i don't love what i'm doing i don't want to do it and if which which is really telling to why I don't do real estate production anymore because I was good at it. I think it took good care of people, but I hated it. And so I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Do you, as somebody who just keeps really busy and has worked from the beginning, you chose to work. Do you feel like you're on that? Like, I just work because it gives me the life that I want or do you work because you love the work or is it some blend of both? I mean, at this point now, I imagine you love some of it or you wouldn't be doing it. For sure. I think I think I'm in the middle. Okay. Right. Um, Because obviously, you know, having money is nice and it allows you to do things you want to do, you know, um, provide for your family, Mm -hmm. you know, be a good friend, do do things. Right. Um, So there's always, you know, I think it's difficult to find the this is the you know i'm painting sunsets in the mountains because i love it so much like because yeah. even then like you still have to like go down to sell the paintings and like yeah, that's yeah. probably not what that person enjoys right mm-hmm. so there's always going to be you know specific little parts of it that you're like ah, this this kind of sucks yeah. right um so i would say i'm probably in the middle ish mm-hmm. um with carabas was it did it feel like did you really enjoy being a hostess and the um, waiting tables or was it like I, I'm fascinated because I'm, I'm, I assume the more we find success, the older that we get, if we're fortunate enough, we get to pick more and more things that yeah. we like to do. No, I mean, I, I liked it. Um, I and you, you know me and you know many people that know me. I like people either love me or hate me. Sure. You know, um, sure. and that's like always been my life. Right. And so okay. that was like in serving tables, in oh. selling real estate, in different things like clients are either like, oh, yeah, this is the one or like the table would be like, you're hilarious <laughs> and we love you. Or they would just be like, who the F are you? Yeah. Get away from me. And like you, you can normally tell like with yeah. people's skills, like, oh, this isn't going well. So like <laughs> those would be the tables that I was just like, all right, like here's your drinks. What do you want to eat? OK, yeah. great. Obviously, I would use a little bit more personality than that. But like that was it. Right. Yeah. And then like you'd have tables that I'd be like sitting at the table with them, like talking to them while they're eating. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I mean, I enjoyed it. But like, again, at the time being in college, like I enjoyed that, like, you know, you go in and work for four or five hours and could walk away with a couple hundred bucks. Like mm-hmm. that was awesome in college, yeah. you know, and really afforded me then to be able to go like do things, go on yeah. vacations and like, um, you know, do stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think there's and that's where like I think this is where I'm in the middle. Right. Because it's like it's not like that was something that was like, oh, this fulfills me and fills my cup. Sure. But like I had fun while I was doing it, mm-hmm. made the most of what I was doing. And then the money allowed me to like, yeah, you know, that go makes- paint yeah. sunsets. That makes sense. Then let's talk about the transition into real estate. So you're doing working for all these big companies. You're moving up. You have a lot of success there. Uh, what made you say, oh, you know what I want to go do? I want to go take pictures of a townhome for rent and put it on the Internet and say, hey, who wants to rent a two bedroom in um, Montrose? It's funny you say that because it's like, um, you know, when you're selling homes inside the loop. And I know like you did some of that and <laughs> yes. some outside of it, but like for those people and obviously, you know, your podcast is a Houston based podcast. Yeah. Like it's like it's at some point sometimes with these homes and it's like a three story, three bedroom, three and a half bath. You're like, oh, God, like how, what's creative <laughs> about this house? Cause it looks like the one we sold last week. Yeah. Um, so, 
you know, I appreciate your your humor there. But, um, you know, so I was working for a company and our company was merging with another one. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there were basically five people, including myself. So me and four other people in my same position in the state of Texas. Got it. So I was like, all right, we're merging with this other company. Um, the writing was kind of on the wall for me mm-hmm. that like I probably wouldn't have a job. So I was like, all right, let me get my real estate license to at least have that opportunity to me. Sure. Maybe go do that. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, I still reached out to like every recruiter I knew, every, mm. you know, whatever that I knew to like start interviewing for jobs. And I remember I was in an interview and they're like, hey, you know, and what do you think are your greatest strengths and your greatest weaknesses? And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know, I just really, truly and, you know, BS answer or yeah. whatever. And then I had that moment where I was like answering and like a little part of my insides were dying, oh, you know, yeah. so I was, as, and I don't even remember what the question was. Right. But like, you know, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I do. Like a BS answer. You're yeah. just like. You know, I just truly wish that every resident just smiles when they pull into the parking garage. Like, you know, just something like that, right? Like, like I, I would pay so much money to have footage of that interview if they had like a camera in the corner to see you giving that answer. Well, but but so because you're giving it as sincerely as you can, but well, also like, and even then, but like, anyway. So yeah, and it was in in that moment that I was like, I just don't want to do this. Yeah, like I I could do it, I just don't want to because it was like you mm-hmm. know the nut and bolt thing of yeah. like. God, like it would pay me well, like I would ha- get my three weeks off. But getting laid off really helped me to realize that like most companies like don't really care about you. Right. And it's like they're always going to make the decision that makes the most sense for their bottom line. And I was like sitting in that interview trying to BS my way through it of talking about like how much I love, you know, apartments or whatever it was. And I was just like, you know, like, I don't think this is for me. So I'm going to try. I came home from that interview and I went to to Ryan at the time and was like, hey, like, I, I think I want to do something on my own. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I've got my real estate license. Like, I think I want to try it. Mm-hmm. So, like, do I have your permission? Like, you know, because we were like shared a bank account, right? Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. we were starting life together. I'm like, do I have your permission to like give you bills for six months and like see if I can make this work? Yeah. Cause like, you know, so if like you're in, I'm in, like, I'm going to try this. And he was yeah. like, yeah. I mean, like, if you think that this isn't going to make you happy in this May, like, let's do Go it. Go for it. Um, so yeah, I like, I didn't, you know, I gave him the money for six months worth of bills and, you know, we put it in the account. I was like, all right, like clock starts now. Let's see if I can make this work. Yeah. Um, And just the idea of like being able to work for myself, being Mm. able to, you know, the harder I work, the more money I can make. And there not being a ceiling on that was something Mm -hmm. that really appealed to me. Yeah. Um, And and then just being able to know that like it's my company and that like, you know, the decisions I make have the, the impact on my future, not just like someone deciding that like. You know, they like Bobby better than me, and so I'm, I'm, I'm done, kind of thing. Yeah, it makes sense that like that. Hearing that journey is really interesting because it wasn't immediately like a let's go do real estate. I'm going to be a realtor. I think it's always interesting when I see people make those posts, right? Where it's like, guys, big news. I'm going into real estate. Yeah, <laughs> and it's for them. It is a big deal, and I get it. But then, like for us, we know most people. It's like, well, we'll see. Like, good luck. And that's just a statistic. And I remember, like, I stayed in, like, even longer to prove that I wasn't a statistic. I was like, I got to get to at least four years. Like, that, then I'll be, like, I'll have beaten the two-year statistic. And I'll, that's, like, a real winning. Um, but so then you get into real estate. And what was your take on it? And this is, I think I've had one other realtor on the show uh, early on. I thought on I was your only realtor. One. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, okay. And but that was, like, season one. And... And that their business, even at least at the time, was similar to my business. Very like it wasn't as big. I, I just I want to differentiate because I think you have you've built something so much bigger. Like it's a, it feels like a real business. And I say that having been a realtor who got my license, and I felt like real estate gave me a seat at the entrepreneurial table. And it was a business in the fact that it had a business account. I learned how to do business taxes and how to pay quarterly. Ta- like I learned a lot about. You normally learn that like six months into your first year. You're like, oh, I needed to pay taxes, taxes? a few months ago. Okay. Yeah, it was that. It was that like twenty four thousand dollar IRS bill that I was like, oh, oh, we oh, gotta change. We gotta make some changes. Huh. Uh, but so it, it, like I even, I mean, the show was based off of like I get to build my own business, and at the beginning it was like real estate. And I, but a big part of what I want to talk about with you is because like you have. You've built a team and a brand really early on. I feel like you started out with like move me to Texas. Like it seems like really early on. So what was that journey at the beginning? And then how did you end up building the team and the brand that you have today? Because I feel like that's where 
most realtors aren't able to make that transition. They get stuck where I got stuck, I think. So, yeah, I mean, starting out, it was basically like I had six months, so I knew I needed to just like figure it out and do whatever I could to make money. And so like, yeah, it's say. crazy looking back on it now, right? And like to, to where the business is today and like, you know, the things that we're doing. Cause like I was driving around showing like $1,200 rentals from like spring up North. And then I would like drive out to Katie, yep. like, I mean, down to Pearland, like I was putting some miles. Which for reference for people who wouldn't know in Houston, Texas, at least the standard commission on a rental property is 50% of one month's rent before any cuts and splits with, the, with your broker. So a $1,200 um, rent I mean, you're month. walking away with like maybe four, maybe four hundred dollars if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Yeah, yeah, that that's what your end of day is. So just um, in gas. Oh, oh yeah, and that was the thing. It's like like <laughs> you're losing don't money. Completely forget like the time that I'm spending and like all yeah. these things. And like so in that though, like and and you know, people are flaky. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like in oh, that it was like well, especially yeah. rent. And then like so I wasn't doing any screening. You'd be like. I have a pulse and I want to see a rental. I'd be like, all right, let's go. And so then I was like, okay, well, what do I need to do to like make sure that you're actually going to show up? So I need to call you. I need to text. And so like I started adding in systems. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I was driving all over town to do this. Um, and I think there are a couple things that that stood out for me. One was like, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make money because mm-hmm. like I really don't want to go back to, yeah. you know, this W2 job thing. Mm-hmm. So like, what can I do here? And then the other thing was, is like, as I was, um, you know, starting my website, starting my, you know, different things, like I wanted to have some sort of brand, mm-hmm. but I didn't necessarily want it to be my name. Um, sure. One, because like, you know, like just from, and and you know me well, like, mm-hmm. I, like from an ego perspective, like I don't want to be the center of attention. Like I want sure. it to be like whatever it is. Right. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like. Let's see, you know, Houston, Texas, properties moving. Like, what are, like, mm-hmm. domains where I can get the domain and the, all you know, yep. uh, Instagram handle and the Facebook handle and the Twitter and all the things. Yeah. And so that was kind of, like, an exercise in, like, branding of, like, trying to figure out what would work. And what was out there. Because then you're like, well, does this work? And you look out there and you're like, nope, there's 12 of those. Yeah. Or, yeah, 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 that's taken. And, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, at the time, like, no one really had anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the domain and all of the things were available. Um, so yeah. it's like, all right, this works. Um, and so that's what we kind of branded just as like the domain, yeah. you know, and, and things like that. It wasn't like a team or it wasn't a thing. It yeah. was just moved me to Texas.com. For sure. Um, and yeah. Did you have a sense at the time because in the, I just feel like it's hard for people to really get the full picture of who you are and what you do without knowing you and without following you. Because I, I alluded to this before, but and we'll talk about uh, real estate video blueprint, but Katie founded, runs, co-owns. I don't know. Like I, I've, there has there's got to be a business around the conference, but you've got a, like a conference that you've now done two years in a row. Right. Uh, it's amazing. I've been to a number of conferences that suck and some of the big ones that people really like. And I'm not a fan, but Real Estate Video Blueprint, I'm a big fan of. So you've got this conference. You've got a well-known reputation at a brokerage that is really built on collaboration across the country, high-tech brokerage, technically, where my brokerage, where my real estate license hangs for the time being. Uh, And the reason I bring all this up is because you mentioned early on is like the referral aspect of your business, both in recruiting agents to the brokerage and you get to make money through that, but also in real estate, a big way to make money is through referrals. So if you have a connection, you can send that to somebody else and you get a cut of that commission. Or similarly, people can send you business who are moving to Texas and you can be the agent and you give them a cut. And so it's getting all of that to say, to ask this question. Did you have a sense of like the referral aspect when you like built in to move me to Texas? Right. Cause like the name is like genius when it's like, oh, I want to be the person in Houston or Texas that gets all of the outgoing business into a city that's getting so much uh, growth from other places. I don't know. I just look at like moving to Texas, be like, that's like such a damn strong brand. Yeah. And were you aware of that or you're just like, no, I mean, bro, I was works. doing like $1,200 rentals driving around. No. <laughs> so, I mean, I think for me, it was like, again, like creating something that was like not just me. Yeah. Right. Because it's like and then 
I think the other part was just like I wanted it to be open enough. Like there are some really great teams and brokerages mm-hmm. and things like that here in Houston, but it's like the blank Houston team or the blank oh. whatever team. And so I was yeah. like, oh, like if I ever wanted to do something where I was helping, you know, and, and also like in the same thought of like when I was doing rentals, like I was like, oh, I could do rentals in Dallas. Sure. I could do rentals in, you know. And so that was kind of like where it initially mm-hmm. started. And then as I got more into real estate and understood the referral aspect and understood like how many people were actually moving here and all of these different things. I was like, oh man, like this, this could be way bigger than yeah. just me, you know, slinging apartments um, <laughs> and driving all over Houston, showing rental houses, you know? Yeah. Um, but like pre getting my real estate license, like, no, I didn't, I had no idea what teams were. Yeah. I was just like, I don't want to work at a W2 job and have three weeks vacation yeah. here. And like, I want to, you know, do this for myself. Yeah. Well, the branding has been so good. And then what was the evolution then to a team? Because I did some background research on Ryan, despite the fact that we've never met. And he's a real time, person. I don't know if he is. He's supposedly, a real I, he's like supposedly. A Cana- your Canadian husband that no one's met. That's what like I've decided. Yeah. Other people say they've met him. I think it's all big ploy. But he was working at Big Ass Fans for a long time. So what was the evolution of the team? Because I think at some point he came in, and then y'all built what you now have as a pretty sizable team. Yeah. So he got his real estate license, I think sometime in like 2016 and just had it, mm. right? He didn't really do anything. He was kind of taking some like rental scraps from me, sure. you know, wasn't really doing much because yeah. he had a full-time job. Yeah. Um, at the time we also had a gym, you know, so like we were, we were, I didn't know about that. Time. I yeah. missed that. We can, we can dig into that. It's, oh it's wiped from my history, apparently <laughs> my online history. Um, but yeah, so, so we had a lot going on. He didn't really have time to do real estate. The goal was eventually for him to quit his job and mm-hmm. do real estate full-time, but yeah. like, you know, in leaving a W-2 job with benefits and all of the things, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, you know, you can go be on, you know, Obamacare, but like, I'm going to stick to like having like actual health insurance yeah. and, and, and the things, yep. right? So, so it was just kind of like, oh, one day he'll do this, one day he'll mm-hmm. do this. And then his company used to do like these like social media checks or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. they would just like Google people's names to make sure that like there wasn't anything like, sure. like terrible out there in the world about you, then <laughs> yes. you're representing their company. And like they pulled it up and it was like, you know, Ryan Steer, realtor, moved me to Texas, like oh, whatever. And they were like, hey, what's the deal here? And he's like, oh, no, I just, you know, I, it's not something I'm trying to do. And then he like had a moment. He's like similar to me sitting in that job interview. He's like, actually, you know. I'm probably planning on leaving soon. So like, do can we talk about like what that may look like to transition, yeah. like find someone to replace me. I want to help train them. Wow. Like, let's do this the right way kind of thing. And so he ended up in the summer of 2017 leaving, mm-hmm. but we still didn't start a team. We just like had the same domain name and like yeah. did our own thing. And then we realized in 2018 when like we both were working crazy hours and we both had a lot of business that like we needed to come up with some sort of systems in order to actually have a business and not just be running around yeah. selling houses. Um, so we started to like figure out what that would look like from actual like technology mm-hmm. and systems and people and like, you know, things like that. So that was like September of 2018 yeah. was when we like started a team in an actual team. Well, and you're, you're obviously now very well connected among the real estate space. I think you're, you're even well known. I'd say you're, you're a name. That people know and I you know a, a lot. Yes. You have a name. And I have you, a name. And you are a name. And a lot of people, I think, know that name. And you also know a lot of people. And I, I bring that up because uh, when I was uh, stalking you, uh, I saw like the picture from 2017 where you met Tom Ferry, like Jen Blue, Las Vegas. And now it's like, well, now you know Tom and he like comes to speak at your events. And uh, how much did that influence you as far as like, finding those thought leaders and consuming leading coaching or ideas or tech or whatever it was that kind of did any of that add fuel to that fire going into 2018 because obviously you believe in conferences because you own one or lead one I yeah, did. yeah 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 so it's funny it's funny you say that because like for Jen blue or let me rewind a little so I'm I'm a big like proponent of like you know the cliche of like everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. um you know you meet people in life in certain times in life and like yeah. you meet them when you should okay right yeah i agree and with like that. it doesn't always make sense then mm-hmm. um so like an example would be jen blue like um i had kind of just gone to cold bull banker and my branch manager at the time was like hey you should we should come to this we're going it's gonna be a lot of fun i literally went 
I didn't know anyone outside of him. I yep. like didn't talk to anyone. <laughs> I like went straight to my room. Like yep. I was in Vegas for the first time. So I was like scared. I'm like, I'm going to get kidnapped and, and die. <laughs> you know, so I like didn't like I, I think I had maybe like one drink. Yeah. You know, I was like, I, yeah. I have to go back to my room yep. and like sit in my room and, and I'm going to double lock the door. Like and so I didn't really like go all in on the conference, but I was like super, super excited to meet Tom Perry. Like yeah. I was so you know how like when you like fight or flight mode like i was like my hands were sweating i was like i don't want to shake his hand my hands were sweating like i was wearing a tank top um and i distinctly remember like meeting him and then after just being like oh my god you know yeah um so that was one moment um and then i realized after that like man like i did meet people like in mm-hmm. passing right i tried to make conversation yeah. like once or twice and i was like huh like this is this is pretty cool like meeting other agents in mm-hmm. other cities that have mm-hmm. like these cool business ideas and so i would like have like a takeaway or two you mm-hmm. know i was like oh this is cool i can implement that in my business and then in 2019 um an agent in my office was like hey i'm going to anaheim california for tom ferry summit at like and i was gonna look for a roommate but like would you want to go with me yeah and i was like I don't really like sharing rooms. Yeah, I don't, don't really, do it. Yep. I, yeah, I don't, I don't really know how I feel about these conference things, but like, you know, maybe I'll go. So I went to that. Right. And mm-hmm. like, I met so many people there. Mm. Um, and I did leave the room more, you know, and, and was social that time. Yeah. Um, but like, and that was kind of when it started for me of like, Hey, this, this connection and building, building something, um, with, with other people mm-hmm. is something that like can, lead to business because that's when like yeah. we started to get more agent agent referrals actually from that tom Berry summit in august of 2019 yeah between august and the end of the year i got two referrals from agents that like i had met at the conference yeah right and i was like oh crap like this is something that like actually works yeah um and so those were like kind of pivotal moments of like me doing things that were like outside of my comfort zone at the time mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah you know and that like then it's it had an impact on my business that I'm like, oh, like this is something that could be a thing, mm-hmm. right? Because now it's like, you know, now I have to choose which ones I'm going to go to because there are so many conferences out there, you yeah. know, of like, okay, which ones will make the most sense for me travel-wise, mm-hmm. which ones would make the most sense for me to be able to meet with people and yeah. stuff like that. Um, I forget what the original question was, but. No, that's you know. that's an excellent journey. And it it certainly encompasses whatever I ask because I don't remember yeah, either, but yeah, it's, yeah, we're yeah. good with it. Uh, well, and, you know, it's so funny because I think until Real Estate Video Blueprint, I was firmly a firm believer. I was like, all conferences are a waste of time. It's ego stroking. It's an opportunity to get outside of like work and play and expense it and be like, oh, it's a work trip. And yeah. Oh, whatever. Uh, and I do believe that most conferences that actually is true. There's always not because a lot of conferences end up being sales pitches for something else. And it's just like a really fun sales pitch. It's like a condo or a timeshare. Time yeah. yeah. You walk uh, away and you're like, well, now I'm spending a week in Jamaica every year, but right. you know, I also got to write it off. So. But it was a good time. Yeah. And, uh, but real estate video blueprint one, obviously what you've done with that, which, okay. So I guess hard pivot, but real estate video blueprint conference that you led, how would you describe it? Cause I, I can ramble on, but I, I'd love for your pitch to somebody who, so the premise behind Real Estate Video Blueprint was that everyone always says do video, mm-hmm. right? Video should be a portion of your business, should be a portion of your marketing, but like not many people get tactical in like what you should actually be doing, mm-hmm. right? And like because of that, I think people here do video and they're like, okay, I'm going to do one Facebook Live a month. I'm going to post one Reel a month. I'm going to post one TikTok a month and like now I'm doing video I'm and that's doing awesome. video. Yeah. Um, and so like our thing was is like, okay, who do we know in different facets of real estate and in different facets, like different types of media, right? So like long form YouTube, mm-hmm. short form TikTok, reels, talking head style videos, you know, yeah, whatever it may be. Like who do we know that's doing this at a high level that it's like actually making them money in their business? Because I think that that's the other side, right? Mm-hmm. One, they don't have the blueprint. And then two, it's like a lot of people are doing this and it's like, Maybe it's more of a brand play than it is actual business. And yeah. so um, that was our thing was like, how can we just put together a super tactical thing with practitioners that are actually doing this and then in turn actually making money off of it in their business and it's mm-hmm. turning into viable leads and and deals. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, the first year was like, we kind of just threw it together, right? We were like, all right, like- It was so good though. We were, we were running the laptop from the stage and I was like, loading songs into Spotify playlist between people speaking so yeah. that we would have, you know, background music kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that that was the idea was just like, okay, like 
if it's value driven and we're, we're providing the things that would mm-hmm. be of benefit to you in your business, like, you know, the fact People that like we're go. throwing a microphone across the stage because we only have one mic and we didn't know you needed more than one and it should be a, you know, yeah. a lav <laughs> or a, a earpiece rather than yeah. a handheld. Like those are the things that, like we didn't know, yeah. you know, and um, it was just, you know, I'm fortunate to know a lot of like both great content creators and, you know, people that sell a ton of real estate. And so it's yeah. like, you know, getting them all to come to one place to like share their playbooks was really cool. Yeah. It's an amazing event to promote it. Uh, it's, I assume year three is happening. That's like next year, 2024. 2024, correct. It'll, it'll happen. Um, and I think it's, I think it's fantastic for, I mean, obviously it's kind of focused on real estate and video, but I know other people outside of that and other industries who showed up and like took away a lot. And one, it was a really validating moment. The first one was a really validating moment for me. I came and like shot um, four page, just like behind the scenes and all that. Um, and then like you guys shared a bunch of those videos. And even though like Andy was there and uh, and that's where I met Andy and he was like super late for one day and I got to give him some food. He's like, can I borrow some footage? And I was like, yeah, sure. I was like, we can be friends. Uh, Cause I was so intimidated. Cause I was like, he's like the real deal. He's like, shoots for Katie. What's really funny is like, so there's a 5k <laughs> Yes. And he was coming from from down south and he got stuck like because downtown was shut down. And yeah. He got stuck. And so like this year, like I booked him a room. He's like, I don't need the room. I was like, you will be there and you will be on time. You will like, be on time. <laughs> he's like, OK, he's like, I guess I'll just stay. He's like, I can be there. You know, I was like, yeah. you'll stay like I'm you will be there. zero like issues. This but year, so. that conference, like I met, uh, I obviously met Andy and a couple other like people in the room. I made connections with people across the country who have been really encouraging of me and my business and like become friends. Um, I don't know if you even know him, but John Hartman uh, is a guy who came from Florida and he used to be the drummer for red jumpsuit apparatus, which just like, I like geeked out. I, we were just talking. Did you know that? Or did that come? No, like you, just, didn't, you weren't like drummer. It was just like no. in conversation. Yeah. yeah I was okay. just like chatting. He's like, well, you know, like I used to be in a band and do this. I'm like, Oh, okay, what's the band? Like, do I, do I know? It? He's like, yeah. It's like, I jumps you out of it. I was like, oh my God. You're like, like, I don't know if you, yeah, I don't know if you would have heard of it, but yeah. And he like knows all these like famous punk rockers. And I was like, this is amazing. And so it's a power of conferences and conventions. Um, but then for you, I'm in, you know, you can speak to this as much or as little as you want, but like that's a business. Like you did those. I'm assuming you tried to make money. I don't, I have no concept of if you made money or lost money or that or if it's gotten better, I assume it's gotten better. But like you went into that with an opportunity. It was like, I want, we want to provide pet value for people, but also like we want to make money. Well, and that's, so that's the thing with events. And like, I think that um, people see events, right. And like, I've, I've gone to a lot of them, mm-hmm. um, especially over the past two years, you know, I've hosted a lot of them and it's like, by and large events aren't a revenue generator, mm. right? Like, sure. cause like you're, you've got like venue costs, food costs, you know, happy hours, realtors love to drink, right? Most people love to drink. (laughs) Um, And then like speaker fees, AV. Yeah. And then it's like, then the tickets. Swag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then when you look at tickets, it's like people like, sometimes they're willing to pay a thousand dollars, but like Mm -hmm. once it starts getting over 500, then people get like, oh, well, am I going to go or not go? You know, because it is, it is a pretty big financial commitment. So um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's like the myth. Like people are like, oh man, you must have crushed it. And it's like, mm. oh, like you know, it, yeah, that's, that's maybe not, not really so how much. that goes. Yeah, um, especially. But it's, but it's maybe indirect. This is what I say about this show is because I don't make any money off of this. I like tried to, to sell some ad space one time, and I was like, this seems like a lot of work. Never mind, don't worry about it. I just, it's fine. Um, how would you send me money? I don't, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. The I well, the real thing is, and I think I've shared this on the show before, but uh, I formed rusty gates media llc like as a company not for media work but for the podcast because i was like starting the show and i was like i'm gonna get sponsors from day one i was like i can sell people on this idea and i thought it would be really weird for them to write a check to rusty gates real estate for like their podcast sponsorship well good thing you made that company in the the week that the paperwork went through and it filed i got my first paying video client somebody was just like hey man like could i pay a few hundred dollars to make a video and i was like as a matter of fact, you can, and you can make the checkout to Rusty Gates Media, <laughs> LLC. Did they actually write you a check? They did. Uh, I don't know. Probably Venmo me. I don't yeah. know. It was a whole thing. But I, it, it was. Didn't it, even go to the business it, account. It all like, worked. It, it all it. worked out. 
But what I say about the show is that this, all of this has been like really indirectly about or profitable. So I lose money on it, but the relationships that I get, the connection, the visibility, yeah. all of the thing, the credibility, all of that is invaluable to like the financial investment is, you know, worth it. So I wonder if that's like maybe how that goes is like when you have all these very well established, successful thought leaders in real estate and in video coming together and you're giving them a platform, you're also getting their friendship and being like, oh, I get to spend time with you in a way you never would have otherwise. Like I think about someone like Brad of like, you're not going to go up to Canada and be like, hey, just let's hang out. But I imagine for those three to five days, you guys are like kicking it. Yeah. Anyway, kicking it. Kicking it. That's, kicking that what, it. that's what they do. I don't know what you do. But kicking it in Canada. Kicking it in Canada. With my. He would say that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all. Okay. So all of that then encapsulate all of that to say conferences are like a good thing and you should do them. Oh, like if I think that people should do them. Yeah. It's it's definitely an undertaking. Like I, everyone that I know that has done events. Um, because we've helped a lot of agents sure. throw them. And I say we, my, mm-hmm. my partner Tim and I, uh, not husband Ryan, yeah. but partner Tim and I, uh, <laughs> you know. Bus- um, business partner Tim and I. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got you to gotta be specific these days. Um, but anyway, so like Tim and I have helped a lot of agents throw events. They're always just like, holy shit, after it's mm-hmm. done, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think that it's definitely, I think, more of an undertaking of your time and your money than most people mm-hmm. um, expect. So whether... You need to have that time and money. Yeah. Um, you need to be willing to potentially put up money of your own. And um, unless you have additional like marketing help or admin help or things like that, like it's probably more than probably you're willing probably to. Probably more. And probably not going to succeed as well as you think. I mean, I here, I felt this way about open houses just in general. <laughs> so this is how hard, how far the like bar, how low the bar is for events for me is I always felt like I was like, no, like this isn't worth it. This is a lot. I would pay other agents to do open houses for me because I was like, I just don't know how to do this. Like even just getting the cookie platter, it feels like it's too much. I am out. So uh, I, I can relate to that. But I, I imagine too is, and I want to transition then to like the social media piece of all this, of being uh, you, it, it, I think it makes sense is like you did that after you had a platform. You'd already built a brand. You'd already like, prove having some proven success and i feel like so many people want to jump into the social media influencer or doing big events or doing like they want it it right it was the um on the broke agent meme of uh realtors doing anything and everything uh to do anything but real estate right yeah, <laughs> to do yeah, anything yeah, but yeah, selling yeah. houses it's like realtors want to do everything but sell houses is that's where I feel like is the difference is like you paid those dues, you had a track record of success in history, and then you're providing like this big event that's going to help and support your bigger brand and business versus being like, well, you know, I sell I'm an 20, influencer. Yeah, I'm, I, I sell 20 houses a year and now I'm I should also be on HGTV. Yeah, I don't know. That's just a perspective of, of when what the order of operations maybe should be. Oh, no, I mean, I would agree, agree completely. Yeah. Uh, you also got an MBA, right? Yeah. That's true. That's, that's a true statement. Yeah. Uh, at what point in the phase did you say, I want an MBA and was it worth it? Um, I mean, you know, it hasn't really helped me in my real estate world, but, um, so just in me, like with the entire, like not liking to be, you know, bored kind of thing. Like once mm-hmm. I took the, the, uh, what is it? GMAT. Yeah. Like just as like a on a whim kind of thing. Like I did study for it um, and things like that. But then I took the GMAT and like my, I got like an OK score. I don't even remember like what the scores are, you know, like as far as like yeah. the grading scale. But like whatever score I got, it like wasn't enough to get me into like Wharton or anything, sure. you know. So um, I was just like, OK, whatever. Like that was cute. And then I got an email from Houston Baptist here in mm-hmm. town and was like, you know, hey, we invite you to apply. It's free. And I'm like, yeah, it's free. OK, sure. You know, she like did it at work board one day. And then I like got in. I was like, oh, huh. Um, and at the time, the company I was with did tuition reimbursement. So mm-hmm. they were would reimburse me half. It's fine. Okay, we're good. That one, I mean, that one died. I don't know. It's fine. Okay. I don't have anything important else to say. All right. It's just my camera. I've got the wide okay. if I need it. All right. 
All right. Um, so yeah, at the time the, the company I was with would like reimburse me half tuition. Mm. Um, and you know, it was like maybe 30 grand over like an 18 month period. So it's like, okay, if I like put it on my credit card, I can pay it off every month. I can this, I can that. Yeah. Like, and I could get an MBA. Cool. Why not? And so I kind of like went into it with that mindset. Um, and so as far as like, I don't think I learned any skills that today I'm like, oh, I learned this in my MBA and this is why I now, you know, sell homes better than I did before. But like, mm-hmm. I think um, a couple of things, the relationships and people that I met there, like mm-hmm. I still talk to some of the people there. I've, mm-hmm. I've like ran into them like on the streets and he's yeah. like, hey, what's up? You know, um, also the um, we had like an international program. So I got to go to India and Dubai, Whoa. which was really that is cool. cool. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. And, and so I think that like, again, it's like those times of of your life or phases of your life like where you get to meet people and people Mm -hmm. have an impact on you yeah um i think that that was that was where i see the value not like that you know i learned more accounting skills or you know (laughs) macroeconomics or something sure that yeah that changed everything yeah yeah that may that makes a lot of sense and that i think feels like because i often so i have a master's degree and every once in a while i'll think like oh i miss school like i i should go back i should do it I've often thought about going back to get uh, like another master's in literature because it's like 11 course. Like it's so few hours. I could knock it out in a year easily. Um, but then I go like, oh, I don't want to write papers. I just want to like talk, have interesting conversations with people. Yeah. Like, I just want to talk about interest stuff that I like. It's like I could just do that on my show. I could do that. I could just like meet up with people. Like, let's just talk about books without the debt and writing papers and yeah, all, all the things the, you don't want to do. All the other stuff I yeah. don't want to do. I just want to paint the sunsets. Like just let me have interesting conversations um but i think the yeah the relational piece is like super attractive to me well especially because it's like i mean we it was like an 18 month program or whatever and it's like you're in the same classes with people you know we weren't like a cohort where it's like you're in every single class but like you would see the same people Mm -hmm. you know throughout that time so it was like you definitely got to know yeah 20 to 30 people pretty well and then obviously we had like our specific group that went you know yeah on a i think like 11 day trip overseas together that's yeah um, that's certainly bonds you in a yeah, particular way for sure uh d- did any of those people go on to do like interesting stuff here in town do you know um yeah i mean everyone had like cool because i mean it, with the exception of maybe like two people i think pretty much everyone had jobs mm. right or had a career like there was no one that like got their undergrad and immediately went into said, i'm gonna get an mba yeah. yeah you know like i mean which happens right but like for a lot of like for a lot of us like you know it was i mean that was 10 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, 10 years ago. So, I mean, for most of us, we were mid-20s to mid-30s. You yeah. know, so it was like most people had careers and stuff. So, like, they were already doing, yeah. you know, cool things or interesting things. That makes sense. Um, so, yeah. Okay. And then to wrap all this up, let's let's talk about the social media stuff. I, I imagine that's probably where most of your conversations end up. Like, whenever people are like, let's interview Kitty Day. Like, there's like, let's talk about social media videos. I would be amiss to not address it a little because one, obviously you paved the way, but what was it? I mean, I remember like at, when you look at your social media feed, you were doing like, here's the picture of the rental, who wants this, who needs a house, yeah. whatever. And then it got to be a little bit more about you. There started to be a couple pictures of you and Ryan and it was like, we bought a house and we're doing an investment and here's lunch. Uh, and then it started transitioning more and more to like you being in front of camera what was that transition? What was the mindset to like really make that push all the way over? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that it's just also the evolution of like what like is, is in and what's like what you should be doing mm-hmm. based on, you know, what new things are out and stuff like that. So, I mean, in 2019 was when um, we basically said like, okay, we're going to go all in on video. And mm-hmm. when we were like, we made an agreement with Andy of like, Hey, we want to shoot this many videos every single month. Yep. You know, what would that look like as far as cost? What's your availability? Like, this is what we want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, let's make this like, instead of just like you shooting a random house tour once, you know, a yeah. month, like let's make this into a regular thing to where we're highlighting businesses and doing houses and talking about areas and, and whatever. So that yeah. was like, but that was all uh horizontal long form, you know, style video. Um, and so that was back in 2019 going into 2020. And then obviously, you know, pandemic happened, all the things we continued to do video. But then in like November of 2020 mm-hmm. was when I was like, all right, like this TikTok thing apparently is a thing. Yeah. And I don't think it's going away. Like I yeah. thought it was just like a, a pandemic people sure. downloading it on their phones. But like, I think it's it's here to stay. So it's like, not threads. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I posted on threads last week. 
earlier this week, maybe. But anyway, so it was like one of those things. I was like, all right, like we need to do this. Yeah. So we, no, we didn't come here. We went to another studio. Mm -hmm. So we went to a studio, we sat with a camera and I talked direct to camera for like 48 videos or 50 videos. It was, yeah. it was painful. Is that the blue shirt videos? It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I also did since like, you know, you, you copy someone and then you realize you get your own voice. Like I did the Glenda Baker. So like, instead of looking direct to camera, I'm like looking off camera. Cause I, I was actually staring at Rusty, yeah. you know, or Rusty Andy. Andy. I'm staring We're, at you. Yeah. Interchangeable. I'm staring at you did, right now. Did, did Glenda do it first? Yeah. No, she'd been doing it for a while. Okay. So see, that's what's um, interesting is cause I always say is like, uh, I, and I've said this to you is that you certainly weren't first in the country, but you were like really first in this market, I think, to embrace it as well as you did. Well, and I didn't know, I did not know that Glenda predated you. Well, and so what's funny is like, so Glenda saw Zach Faust doing it mm -hmm. and was like, well, if he can do it, I can do it too. And so she started doing video. And like, when you look back at her videos, it's like she was doing like the Zach Faust, like, you know, crazy, you know, whatever. And then it was like, okay, this is not me. So how am I going to do this? Her and that's southern, when she started southern talking. storytelling. Started talking to Denver, right? Where she's mm -hmm. looking off camera at him, having the conversation with him. And I liked that because at the time, like I had done a lot of like lives and videos and things to where like I had my phone mm -hmm. or I was talking direct to like, you know, a camera camera or an intro to a video, but I wasn't doing a ton where I'm like, this is my opinion and this is the news and this is the world and blah, 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 where I'm staring into the lens. Mm -hmm. So like I liked looking at you and totally. looking at the camera. Um, and then I got them back and I was like, okay, like these are good. I was posting them. But then like we did one or two where I was looking into the camera. I was like, Andy, I think I need to look into the camera. He's like, yeah, you do. Like, yeah, it, it's way better. Um, and he's just so matter of fact too. Like there's no sugarcoating. <laughs> no. He's just like, yeah, those aren't great. You should do that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for building me up here, bro. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So then we like did another batch shoot where we did like maybe 30 videos. Same thing. Um, and then it was just like, okay, like this is something that, um, you know, we just need to keep keep doing. Yeah. Well, and then, like I said, you paved the way. You guys found your voice and figured it out. And then Paige, who's a good mutual friend of ours and business partner of mine and client of mine and uh, all that. Like she was like, well, I want to do what Katie's doing. Yeah. And was paying people too much money to make bad knockoffs. And I was like, I could help you do that. And then we did it. And I hope, I think she's found her voice um, certainly more than we have. And now she just, as we know, likes to stir the pot. <laughs> well, and More and more, I feel like I like distance myself and be like, ah, I don't know if I, uh, I didn't make this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, she, it's, it's funny it, cause it, even cause we'll talk about her content and like whenever she and I both do it to each other and it's like, whenever we're like criticizing, it's not like we're criticizing like the video. We're like, Hey, what do you think about this though? Or why do you think that this didn't perform? Like we were like yeah. in, in the analytics, she's like, send me the insights on that one. Like, I yeah. feel like it should have done better than it did. You know, yes. I'm like, I know. Um, but yeah, we'll like go through her videos where she's like, man, I really thought that one was going to take off and it has like four views. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, man, you know, and then you do one where it's like a little controversial or whatever and yeah. she got like four million views yeah. you know and then everything in between so it's a whole thing yeah the social the social media thing will drive you crazy but obviously it's been a big part of your business and building your brand and it is my business of yeah. helping people make those and getting them comfortable in front of camera um and now like here you are you're you're katie day and because of all that, now I got to be on this podcast, you know, and you, so that's certainly true. Lucky me. All, all of that. It's a real snake eating its tail, like where this all began and how we got here. But, um, I, I do, I am, I am appreciative to you and to Andy for what you've done and opened the door. I think what you do with real estate video blueprint is phenomenal. And I am genuinely excited to be there again next year. Um, I think that you do real estate at a really high level. And you do it really well. And um, you, it, I think real estate sucks in general. <laughs> and I think you make it not suck. And it's like, I am grateful to have my license hanging under yours in some way, shape or form at the brokerage. And um, I'm grateful to get to call you a friend. So anyway, with all of that, yeah, thank you for being here and chatting and all that. I think that might be our new like tagline, like real estate sucks. We make it not suck as much. Yeah. You make it not suck, period. No, just okay, not, not suck. suck. Yeah, I think that's just- Okay, real estate sucks. We make it not suck. Yeah, real estate sucks, but you make it not suck. We'll, we'll work on it. I we'll feel like it could use- We'll workshop yeah. it, finesse it a little bit. <laughs> no, I appreciate you, you having me on. I'm excited. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. A huge thank you to Katie and to you for listening to this episode of Houston Made. 
Let this interview be an encouragement to you to chase that dream when you feel it calling. If you haven't done so already, go find Katie on Instagram at movemetotx, all one word. And if you're looking to make a move here in the Houston area, Katie and her team would obviously do a great job. But also, if you're a realtor looking to learn more from the best in the business about using video as a part of your business, make sure to attend Real Estate Video Blueprint in 2024. If this is your first time tuning in, we have interviews available with entrepreneurs from all kinds of backgrounds, including musicians, attorneys, college planners, and more. If you're interested in connecting further or advertising via Houston Made, you can find me on Instagram at Rusty J. Gates or the show at Houston Made Podcast. Houston Made is produced and hosted by me, Rusty Gates. Special thanks goes out to Luke Bronner with Odd Parliament for continued support of the show and to Mac Ryan Creative for collaboration on our artwork. Credit for our theme music goes to old friends, new friends. Houston Made is glad to be a part of the Odd Parliament Network of Podcasts, a community that believes in compelling stories, nuanced dialogue, inclusive community, creative production, all things leading to one good end, deep human connection. To find more shows made by amazing storytellers, visit oddparliament.com. Thank you.